Hey guys, this is Erin Noonke, the CEO and founder of Claiming Disability Incorporated, an organization working to educate, advocate, and empower for people with disabilities through media projects like this podcast. Media projects created for people with disabilities by people with disabilities. I know that I've been super behind on the podcast and I've been dropping a lot of interviews on Instagram and Facebook, which you guys are more than welcome to catch, Um, but I'm going to be dropping a lot of episodes and I hope you guys enjoy them. We've had artists, we've had political people, we've had medical professionals, like just, just a slew of advocates and I just feel honored to be amongst them and to be interviewing them and hearing their amazing stories. So I hope you guys enjoy these interviews as much as I do and have a good new year. On speaking, they're just there. Right? Okay, girly, we are live. Hey guys, this is Erin Kay with Claiming Disability Incorporated. Happy Friday to y'all. I hope you're having a good week. I hope you're feeling kind of spooky because we're getting close to Halloween. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to meet today's guest. Elizabeth, I'm going to have her say her last name because I'm honestly afraid I'm just going to butcher it. But we have Elizabeth from the Riley app. It's a patient advocacy app uh, to help people with disabilities. She identifies as having a disability herself, and she's a disabled entrepreneur. And you guys know how I'm all about that, especially during October, because this month is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And... um, If you guys have been watching Claiming Disability, I just posted an article that's been circulating around Yahoo Business and the Mighty about the importance of having a disability and being an entrepreneur. I think it's really important to have that label. So Elizabeth is an entire mood, guys. You're gonna love her so much. I've been chatting with her for the last 10 minutes and I am just, her energy is amazing because again, you know, she assessed a need with the Riley app. She was like, there's a need for this app to be out here. So I'm going to let Elizabeth introduce herself and tell us a little more about the Riley app. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Elizabeth Chikoyan, and I founded Riley based on my own experience. I was sick during high school, and it was misdiagnosed for over four years. It got so bad. um, I wasn't able to talk. I couldn't walk. I just, I was basically in a vegetative state for a while, and I was on the road to recovery, and when I was recovering, ever made a full recovery. So from that experience, you know, being young, being sick, um, 
I didn't have a lot of friends who could relate. Usually people in the treatment centers were a lot older and I just had nothing in common with them. And so that experience led me to found Riley app, which is an app that connects you to friends with the same health condition or disability with the same passions and interests. It's similar to how Bumble BFF works where you build a profile and you can meet friends from the area with similar interests. Um, and, and I really hope that, you know, people feeling lonely, feeling misunderstood, or just need someone out there that would like to, you know, relate to them. Cause I know it's really hard to relate to someone if you're, if you've never experienced a health issue, you've never experienced a disability, you can empathize, but it's really hard to relate. So that's why we founded the app. So we can connect the world of people living with health issues and disabilities. Yeah, and what an app it is, Elizabeth. I was browsing through your page, being all nosy like myself. And I was just like, wow, she has created a community of disabled ambassadors, people with a variety of different health needs, um, some rare diseases, some people like me with cerebral palsy, um, some people with spina bifida. She's created this community of people um, through ambassadorship where these people get on and they talk about their experiences and they connect with other disabled people. And you guys know here at Claiming Disability, we're all about getting you connected with disabled people. So I just talk about that aspect of your business, Elizabeth, because I don't think as, as an entrepreneur and as somebody who's fairly new at this, Claiming Disability is a year old, yay, but we're just a baby. But like, I mean, how did you... How did you use that model of ambassadorship and say, okay, this is the model I'm going to go with because, you know, this, this is what's going to connect people the best. And guys, it's amazing. You really need to check out this app. I will have it in the comments for you. I promise. Yeah. So the ambassadors really stemmed from our mission, which is to change the stigma around life with a health condition and disability. And, you know, when you tell someone you have a disability or when you hear that word in mainstream media, you immediately assume that the person isn't capable. There's just this image that's really negative in our, in our society. And I wanted to really make it a mission to change the way we view how disability and health conditions are seen in the world. Because just because you have a health condition, just because you have a disability, doesn't mean that you don't have an amazing life. Doesn't mean you can't be an entrepreneur. Doesn't mean you can't be, you know, a great academic. And so we brought ambassadors on with really interesting stories that have really interesting lives that can share, you know, this is my life and this is my life with a health issue and I'm still able to live it at my full capacity, but these are some of the adjustments I have. So we have people from all around the world with varying health issues, varying disabilities. Some people talk about their love life. Some people talk about school. Some talk about their work. But most of all, we're all talking about the same thing, which is changing the stigma. We are on a mission to support each other and you know, show people who are not sick, who are not disabled that, look, I have this health issue, but I'm still living an amazing life. And that's really like why we wanted to start that. 
because um, I didn't see any platforms out there that show disability and chronic illness shown in a positive light. And so we wanted to shift that with creating that ambassador model. Oh my goodness, Elizabeth, you are an entire mood and you are just inspiring me like none other right now, because especially when you hit on that point with mainstream media, there is a very, very negative connotation to people having chronic illness, chronic pain, um, you know, having a disability. And one of the things we work at so hard at claiming disability is turning that idea on its head. Disabled is not a bad word. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a badge of honor that you can claim and feel proud of. Um, in so many words, you know, and disability is a spectrum. And a lot of times people, there's people in the disabled community that don't necessarily identify with having a disability, but I think the importance of having that community for everybody and bridging that gap of understanding is an important step. Because again, I feel like it's like you said, like, it's so negative out there. Like when you hear disability, it's just like, you know, don't say that about yourself. Well, I use a walker and I have cerebral palsy. I am disabled. And you know what? That is not that bad. Like it's okay. And you talk about, you know, the, the struggles, but also the triumphs and also just I, I, I feel like whenever I post something specifically about cerebral palsy, my community just rallies and they go, oh my God, I felt the exact same way or I know exactly what you're talking about. There's something so powerful in community. And I just want to commend you for building this for over 30,000 followers, guys. She's amazing. Like, um, so tell me a little more about your own disabled journey and being in the hospital and what kind of led you to this app and this idea because it's a really amazing story. Yeah, so when I was in high school, I, um, I when I, so yeah, it, it started in high school and I spent all, like I was progressively getting worse and worse. My health was declining and I kept going to doctors and they kept telling me that I'm anxious about college it's all in my head, you know, it's just a manifestation of anxiety, what I'm going through. But then I kept noticing my memory's getting worse. I can't get out of bed. I, I just, I kept seeing different things happening to my body that didn't make sense. Like this is not what anxious people go through. So because I was young, I was dismissed a lot in the medical community. You know, when usually yeah. when you're older, taken a lot seriously but since I was young I looked healthy and my blood work nothing was showing and so a lot of my doctors were like oh this is depression oh this is anxiety and they would give me the wrong treatment they would give me all these pills that I would take I would get worse and worse it ended up being Lyme disease and when they diagnosed me at the time they said there's no cure and 
essentially, if I got diagnosed when I first went into my doctor's office four years prior, they would have given me 30 days of antibiotics and I would have been fine by now. But because it was delayed, because I spent so long, you know, trying to find what was wrong with me, they, they missed it. And because they missed it, I had irreversible damage on my body. My whole right side has severe nerve damage. I can't use my right hand for too long. I can't, I can use it, but I can't use it to write or it, it starts spasming. Or if I use it for too long, it might, it just starts to spasm and I can't use it. Um, but also I have a lot of energy problems. I have, you know, a lot of, um, just today I have times where I flare up and I have memory problems or I can't get out of bed, but I try to work around it. But I, that experience for me was extremely traumatic. Um, and it basically, every dream I had, every goal I had, had to put be put on the side because of my health. I had to just, I had to put my life on hold and, and I was a really big dreamer. I was really hardworking. And I, even when I was in high school, I was working on a tampon line, an eco-friendly tampon line. I had oh my a, God. It was, so cool. it was, it was like, a, I had a manufacturing deal set up in the Midwest and I was hard working. I was like, by early twenties, I'll be set. I'm good. I was doing like, I was working really hard in school. Um, and I was just really like, I was really type A going from that to having to rely on everyone, having to ask for help, having my memory go away, my ability to walk, everything that made me, me go away. It devastated me and none of my friends could relate. All of them went off to college. All of them went off to, you know, start their new journeys. And I had to, um, I, my dreams were going, going to Ivy League schools. I was working really hard. I had to put that all aside. And I started at community college and I dropped out of community college three times during that period because of my health. And, you know, I would get better, get worse, get better, get worse. And my health was not my doctors were saying I, I didn't have a great diagnosis. Like my, my, like they, they, they're telling me that by 20, I should not be able to get out of bed. I would be wheelchair bound for the rest of my life and essentially on disability. Um, and I just hearing that I, I've never been so depressed in my life. It was just one of the most traumatic things. And I had to, and I was trying to find people who could relate. Like, is this something that I'm the only one going through this? Or are people my age also going through this and I'm just having trouble finding them? So, you know, went through the internet, went to all these support groups. Everyone around me was two to three times my age. And I just had the worst time trying to find help and trying to find people that can relate. Meanwhile, when I would talk to other people my age, they're all living their best life. They're all starting college. They're all enjoying life and and it was just hard to see that and so that inspired me to start riley because i also didn't have a cure to my health condition a, a lot of rare conditions and a lot of chronic conditions don't have cures um right. that's just cerebral palsy like it's something like we don't have cures we have to live with what we have we um essentially just have to 
find therapies and find things that help us with our life and um or like help with pain help us like manage the best and I wanted to find other people from around the world like what are you doing like what are they doing in Germany what are they doing in Australia um and build that community out and so that's what brought Riley here and um we launched in January this year and we've been growing so I'm really thankful for it but um also I know there's a huge need that you know trying to get the word out trying to help other people because today we're all dealing with quarantine dealing with a lot of um isolation and so we're trying to help as many people feeling that way to find community and to find people and I love you know as somebody who's just scoured your content I love the positive messaging like even when somebody is talking about a flare-up day or something like that there's there's such positive interaction and commentary of like hey I'm here for you I've been there this is what I've used this is what I've done like I think it's a really amazing thing guys and I got a shout out to to my uh, boy uh, Gary Vaynerchuk because I love him and you guys know how much I ramble on about Gary Vaynerchuk and Elizabeth has actually met the Gary Vaynerchuk, which I'm like, I'm so jealous. Like, I want to meet him so bad. And I think when you listen to Gary's content and, you know, what he's putting out in the world, one, he is a huge proponent of positivity. Let's bring positivity and empathy back um, into the world because we need it. And two, he's very, you know, like if you want to make something happen in your life, you have to go out there and do it. And I think, especially with my article that I just wrote on National Disability Employment Awareness Month, there's a huge need for disabled people. We only make up 29% of the workforce and the other 60 uh, 66% is the able-bodied workforce. So that's why, guys, I'm adamant about using the label, I'm a disabled entrepreneur, because one, we need that representation. Disabled people need to know that if you get a diagnosis like Elizabeth has, you know, gone through, or if you have cerebral palsy, or if you have a condition, that doesn't mean that you can't live a full life, you know, full of opportunities. If you want to work in an office, if you want to do tech, um, you know, all of that stuff is possible. And Gary V believes in you guys. And I believe in you too. And I believe in Elizabeth and just her mission and what she's doing. Like, I just, I think it's truly amazing. So how, how did you get to meet Gary and how did that kind of springboard you to where you are now? Yeah, so last year this time I was in Armenia for this conference called the World Congress um, and he was one of the speakers. And to be honest, um, I wasn't supposed to meet Gary V and I was not supposed to be in that room with Gary V. So he was in a press room 
um, where there was like all these journalists all around and <laughs> I pretended like I didn't know Armenian so I could like go in and I could like maybe like ask him a question. And I didn't know, no! someone, <laughs> I didn't know someone from his team was actually with a video recording. I just wanted to go up and ask him a question. Um, but there's other people around that were, you know, they, they, they were waiting to take a picture with him, but I, I, I just wanted to genuinely ask him a question. And so I asked him a question. So right after he finished an interview, he stood up for a break and I like went up to him. I was like, Hey Gary, I have a question for you. And he's like, yeah, shoot. And so I asked my question and I seriously did not think it was going to, I didn't know anyone was recording that. I didn't know anyone from his team was, I like there's cameras everywhere because it was a press room. D-Rock, we see you, dude. Yeah. We see you, D-Rock. Like, no, he was going to post, he didn't say anything that he was recording me. So I asked my question and then I left. And then a few days later, I, it was the day after my birthday, I was getting all of these DMs and I'm like, what on earth is going on? Did, did people forget that it was my birthday yesterday? Like, why is my, why is my Facebook blowing up? And then everyone's like, you're on my birthday. What? They're like, you're on Gary V's Instagram. And I was, I was floored because I didn't know anyone was recording from his team. And then I found, and like, just like everyone, I found out when they all found out, I knew I asked him a question, but I didn't think in a million years that anyone was recording. I just thought it was, you know, it was like Forbes, um, different journalists out there that were in that room. So I didn't think, I really didn't think I was getting recorded. So that's how I ended up there. So guys, take a chance. You don't know what putting yourself out there will take you. I wasn't supposed to be in that press room. People were waiting in line, but I was like, I'm going to, I want to like see if there's a way I could um, possibly say hi to him and like ask him that question. And then, yeah, I ended up on his page, but it was. Girl, you were working it and I have mad respect for that. Like, and that's amazing. And it's exactly right. I, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of questions, which guys, I want your questions to keep coming and I will answer them to the best of my abilities. You guys know I'm, I'm the only one out here doing this right now. So it, it takes me a minute, but I will answer but I get a lot of questions from folks who are like, how do you do what you do? Mm -hmm. And honestly, the only answer I can give to people is you just have to put your content out there and it has to be meaningful and you have to care. You know, if you're trying to sell something, Gary Vee talks about this a lot. If you're trying to sell something, you know, people know when you're not being genuine and it's guys, these businesses like the Riley app, like claiming disability incorporated, this is more than just merchandise or our podcast, you know, that we're currently on right now or anything like that. This is about building a community of people 
we've connected with over 3,000 disability advocates just in this year. And every story I hear is different. And, you know, I love hearing those stories. And guys, if you don't see what you want to see in the world, like Elizabeth is talking about, she didn't see it. And I also understand from spending a lot of my childhood hospitalized for my cerebral palsy, I felt lonely a lot in the hospital. And there is um, kind of a generation gap because normally people who are hospitalized are typically older. Um, you know, so she saw a need for this app for connection, not only for other people, but for herself. Um, and she created it. So put, create stuff. It's okay. You know, like, and if a video doesn't work out, if a piece of content doesn't work out, who cares? Who the heck are they? Like, who the heck are they like judging your life? And she became a viral sensation overnight. And I just think she's fabulous and amazing. And look at her hair. I talk a lot. I'm seriously not that like, I'm like, thank you so much. But wow, you hype me up like way too much. Girl, you don't like, don't even undersell yourself because you are building something truly amazing. Oh, thank I, you. I really appreciate it. It really means a lot. Absolutely. So in your app, guys, this app, this fabulous app that you need to get is available on the Apple Store, correct? And yes. maybe on the Google Play Store? Yeah, so we are finalizing the Google Play Store, uh, like our Android version. And so that should be out relatively soon. And we're excited for everyone in the Android family to join us soon. Guys, so if you've got an iPhone, you need to hop on this app because it's very, very cool. One of the things the app talks about is patient advocacy and kind of going that route. So Elizabeth, can you kind of break that down for us? What, is, what does that mean, essentially, what you're trying to build with your app and then patient advocacy? And Yeah, so... We mostly like what we do is connect people with the same health issues and same disabilities. That being said, um, with the connections, it's really empowering to know someone going through the same thing and asking others, hey, how do you navigate this issue? How do you navigate this problem that you know I'm, I'm experiencing? What do you do? How do you recommend doing that? Um, you know, if you ask people who've never been in your shoes, it's really hard for them to give you an answer that's helpful. So by connecting people going through the same things, we really find that it's not only the one of the most empowering things, but it, it elevates our voices a lot more because we are able to actually be around others who could relate and who could really, you know, guide us in a meaningful way. I myself, I didn't know how to advocate for myself until I asked other people who've been in my shoes, hey, how do you do this? Even in school, I had accommodations under ADA, my doctors, uh, excuse me, my professors had to give me accommodations. So 
but it's still uncomfortable asking for certain accommodations. And so asking other people, hey, how did you do it? How did you ask your professors? If you're, some professors are not as nice about it. So I asked them like, hey, how do you navigate those kinds of professors? And so by connecting the community, that's where the answers come out. Like this is how you get better guidance, better um, tools to advocate for yourself. And also um, it's just, I find it to be the most meaningful way to get to the root of your answers um, to some of the biggest questions. You can't ask some of your doctors the more personal social issues of like, hey, how do you deal with a health issue? Or, hey, how do you ask your professors about accommodations? They can't help you with that. What, who helps you with that are people going through the same thing. Oh my God, absolutely. I don't know how many times. And by the way, guys, this is this plays into my whole thing about going to the doctor's office and their opinions of your capabilities. Their opinions are not your truth, babes. Listen to me now. Like, just because, you know, a doctor says you may never walk again or you may never, you know, you never know until you really start consulting with your community. And, and you're right. They, in terms of patient advocacy and connecting you with a group of people who really understand what you're going through and are really empathetic as opposed to sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of time when I interview people with chronic illness, you know, there's a lot of like, the family doesn't understand, the friends don't understand, like you're talking about, like, there's not, there's not connection, because you've never had to go through this before. And you're, you're kind of going through it on your own. And you're like, okay, I need to connect to people who have been where I've been. And that's okay. You shouldn't have to go through this stuff by yourself. And there's, resources out there to help you like the Riley app and I'm just I'm just you're so I want to talk to you like all day because you're so I mean honestly like you're so like methodical and you're just you're like this is why I did what I did and you know I I just I can really relate because I've been to the same places and I know that some of our folks have been in the exact same situation. And I just really wanna thank you for caring about the disabled community in a way that you're like, I wanna help build bridges and I wanna help people, you know? So you're really using your experience to help so many more others. And that's so cool, guys, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I personally, wouldn't have known how to advocate if I myself didn't go through it myself, to be honest with you. But it's unfortunate that it had to lead me to go through it, to actually feel impassioned enough to do something about it. I feel like, you know, we all as a disability community know how hard it is, um, but it's much more difficult to get other people who've never been in our shoes to understand what it feels like or how to help us or support us. And it's not that I, we need help, but you know, it's more so, hey, understand where we're at um, and try to 
you know, empathize with us when we need, when we need you to empathize with us. Um, but that's, that's really, I think the biggest question for all advocates out there is how do we get people who've never been impacted by this disability, by this, you know, like even with BLM, even with the LGBT community, how do we get other people to care if you yourself have never been impacted by this? So I think, you know, I think storytelling is powerful. It, it does help people understand stories really do help, but also um, it's just that question of how do we get people to care um, who don't really care if it's, I don't want everyone to experience a disability to finally have an aha moment and care, but how could we do a better job? Is it media that does it? Is it people doing on the groundwork? So that's, I guess, the big question there. And that's same. I'm trying to figure that out myself as a disability advocate, because a lot of times with our content and the things that we put out, it's very much preaching to the choir when you're talking about the Americans with Disabilities Act, or you're talking about discrimination that's happened because of your chronic illness, or you're, you know, there's cases, I, my husband, I'm married, I have an able-bodied husband. There's times that he doesn't understand what I'm going through as a disabled person. And that's okay. But when we're talking about these bigger issues, uh, policies and legislation and things that are really impacting our life, I mean, quite literally, especially in Iowa, mm -hmm. um, you know, we really have to say, you know, what can we do as a community to make people understand how important disability rights and policy can really be and how powerful it is. And I always kind of go back to that statistic where, or, you know, when the community says we're only temporarily able-bodied and then, you know, as progression happens and as life happens, you become part of the disabled community. And that's when you really understand the implications of the things that we go through. But um, I think, again, I think just like you said, storytelling is so powerful and especially the way the Riley app does it, you know, with your system of ambassadors and really having a diverse set of voices, I think is so important because we're not all the same. You guys know with my business partner, Molly, like, I have cerebral palsy, she had cerebral palsy, she has cerebral palsy, and we're not anything alike. I use a walker, she uses a wheelchair. You know, we have entirely different experiences, but we meet in the middle and, you know, there's overlap of like, wow, I can, I can relate and I can empathize and I can understand. Um, so for any of our claiming disability folks, how do they join the Riley app besides just like downloading it, if they want to become like an ambassador, if they want to become more involved in what you're doing, how do we help you? Yeah, so on our website, if you go to the page where we have a page for ambassadors and there's 
a link for you to sign up if you're interested. And then our team will review it and see who's a good fit to be an ambassador. And then we'll reach out to you to, to do a takeover and explain to you more about what ambassadors are, what they do and um, how we operate. But you, it, we do a lot of like reaching out. We look for people who have interesting stories, but also we do allow for other people to sign up and to um, like, we'll, we'll go through that with our team too. So That's amazing. I, I have to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship before we sign off here. What would you say to any, you know, young entrepreneur like yourself who wants to do something like what you're doing, wants to advocate for people with disabilities, wants to run a business, but they just they have that hesitation of like, I just, I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, what I want to do. Like, how do we help those people kind of come into the fold and feel comfortable enough to, you know, have their voices be heard? Yeah, so I honestly, the biggest advice that I give to people is it's the hardest just to start to put yourself out there you know, you're basically telling, like, you have this idea in your head, and you are trying to share that with other people in hopes that they see your vision. And when I started off, despite me being sick for that long, despite me knowing how bad this problem is, I had the world of backlash, the world of backlash. People were like, this is dumb why won't others use Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, it comes with the territory when you're doing something new, just accept the fact that people are going to bash you a lot. They're going to always undermine you. <laughs> and I, it, I just want people, it, it, entrepreneurship is very, very glamorized. But that being said, if, if you really truly believe in what you do, and you really see yourself as someone that will be the change maker, go, you have to persevere. You have to have to keep going at it. And despite how hard it's been, I've burnt out a lot throughout this process. It's really difficult to have others, like like you said, um, like, like I said prior, someone who's never been in my shoes, it's really hard to explain to them what I'm doing until I actually do it and I show them the results, people will undermine you. Do not spend a minute with those people. Don't spend your energy, your time talking to those people. Go for people that will, that get your, that get your vision, that get what you're doing off the bat. Those people that you have to spend hours and hours and days convincing are not the people you should be talking to in your early stages. Talk to the people that get what you're doing, get a team of people that will support you and grind every day. You have to keep, wake up and you have to keep going at your dream. No one is going to do it for you. No one is going to like lay out, hey, this is the full blueprint of doing this. Entrepreneurs take the risk of starting something completely new. You can get advice from other people. You can, you know, ask for guidance on how, hey, like, how did you do X, Y, Z? 
but all of our paths are very uniquely different. And you have to just take that risk on yourself, find your advocates. And when you meet people that are undermining you, you're going to meet a lot of them. Don't talk, don't talk to them. Don't spend time with them because a lot of people spend too much time with those people trying to convince them. And I made that mistake. I would talk to everyone about my idea. Oh my God, this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, that's a bad idea. That's not going to work. And if I listened to them, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because I would have given up already. So it's just important for all of us to realize that, um, you know, and sometimes feedback, like, of course, some people might think it's a bad idea. They've been, they've, it depends like where the advice is coming from. If someone's like, they've, they've been working in the industry, they've, you know, worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, they know what they're talking about. Those are important people to listen to, but others who've never been sick, others who've never worked in the industry, they don't know what it is, what it's like. And so those are not the people you should be talking to. So I really, really recommend talking to the right people, getting feedback early and pivoting often. You know, even with the launch of Riley, we've had to constantly figure out how do we get people to come back more? How do we pivot? How do we um, improve our offerings to other people? Because if you stay stagnant, you launch something and then expect it to grow over time without any changes. That's a very naive way of looking at it. And as entrepreneurs, you're constantly on pivot mode and constantly having to innovate. Um, and don't settle. Like just because you launch something once and you have this model, that's not the foolproof model forevermore because times change, people change, technology change, trends change. So you have to be on top of all of that. And um, just because like I launched Riley, like what it is now, but I can't just settle with that model. I have to constantly keep iterating to make sure that we're actually fitting a need for other people. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, I need personal consultation from this powerful, powerful woman right now. Like, oh my Lord. How old are you? I'm sorry. Like, I just turned 26. Oh like, my God. She's... Guys, I'm 31. Like, we are young as hell. But like, and that too, you can still do it. Whatever age you're at, if you have an idea, if you wanna advocate for people with disabilities, if you wanna be part of our community, just do it. And if there's people out there, I mean, you're such a mood. And I know I say that a lot, but it's the truth. Like my friends, my family, you know, people in my life have not understood the Claiming Disability Inc. journey at all. And I have to be okay with that, guys. I have to be okay with that idea that I might not be getting support from friends and family. I, what I get support from what wakes me up in the morning every single day and gets me ready to roll is the support from my community. It's just like, hey, you're out here filling a need for us. 
and we appreciate you and I appreciate you. And you have to understand when you're doing something like a business, um, like what we're doing, people from the outside, they don't see the inner workings of what's happening. So they don't know, you know, all the work that we're putting in. They don't know all the time. They don't know about the sponsored ads. They don't know about the events. You know, all, people are very consumed with what's going on in their own lives and, you know, stuff like that. So don't take it personally if you watch something and you're like, oh my gosh, did you see that post or did you see what I was trying to do? No. People don't like, they're just like, they're not like, they're not concerned about what you're all about. So you need to be all about it. You need to be that strong person. That's like, you know what? I'm going to keep putting it out there because it needs to be out there. Right? Guys, I don't know how many times I get made fun of on these interviews for being in my bathroom. <laughs> it's the best place with the best lighting. And if I let that stop me from doing interviews, I'd never do them because, you know, I get negative comments all the time. So what keeps you going, Elizabeth, when you get that hater that's just like really just like trolling you and you're just like, man, this is a tough day. Like, this is a tough day. I'm having a flare up. I'm having an issue. Like, I just... I can't deal with this right now. Like what keeps you going? Yeah, so what really keeps me going is realizing that, you know, there's still so much work to do and we're barely scratching the surface. You know, if I give up now, like everything I've dreamed of is gonna just go away. Like everything that I've envisioned, I'm gonna stop now when I could potentially lead to something really big. So. It's just that it's that it's the mission that keeps me going. It's the met small messages a day, or it's, you know, it knowing that I like, especially it's personal for me. It's not just, oh, well, I saw other people go through this. I myself went through it. I, to be frank, I went through hell and back trying to get to this point. I've been undermined. I've been judged. I've been told off by my superiors that I'm never going to amount to anything. So it's a really personal journey for me, more so than anything. I have a lot to prove to myself and to a lot of others because I've also doubted myself on this journey. And it's self-doubt is a really common thing that you feel, but having other people undermine you so severely when it's something out of my control, I had no control over my health and other people are telling me that I'm never going to amount to anything. So it's definitely like just, I guess the bad apples in my life, like those people and also the bigger mission that, you know, there's so much more to do and I barely scratched the surface. And if I stop now, like how dare I, how dare I do that to my community? we really need someone to stand up for all of us. And if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? No one cares unless they've gone through something similar. I can't wait for a savior of the day. So I have to, I have to be someone who not speaks up, not only for myself, but for a massive community that's been unheard of. 
we are constantly undermined and it's time for us to claim claim our position in this world and to claim that we can do it and we are doing it and so that was a pretty long answer <laughs> no it was perfect claim those disabilities babes and you know what that's what it is and oh my goodness i and especially when you, and i don't know about you elizabeth but i mean as a person with a disability i also have anxiety and depression and i think a lot of people with chronic illnesses struggle with that as well and again, that plays into the narrative. Like when you're having people say that you're never going to amount to anything because of a disability, that's just wrong information, guys. Like that's just wrong. And you know, and I know that our community is so capable and so innovative and so genuine that, that we have so much to offer this world. And I just really appreciate you highlighting us because we need it so desperately. And again, as we're closing in on National Disability Employment Awareness Month, guys, we need to celebrate people like Elizabeth and just be like, hey, this is really cool. She's trying to bring, you know, chronic illnesses and rare conditions out of the shadows and help disabled people in a big way to be seen. And girl, like I said, I could just, I could just talk to you forever because I think you just, you really understand, you know, the community and our play and what were the challenges and also the triumphs, how beautiful our community can be. And guys, I just, I really want you to check out this app because it's really cool. And please, Elizabeth, tell us your socials really quick so all of our folks can follow you. Yeah, so if you want to check out Riley app, it's Riley app underscore R-I-L-E-Y-A-P-P underscore. Um, we are on TikTok with the same name, Twitter, and Facebook. We're most active on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but if you want to personally connect with me, I'm Elizabeth Tikoyan, Tikoyan, T-I-K-O-Y-A-N underscore. And I'm also on my personal account for on Instagram and on TikTok, if you wanted to connect with me there or on LinkedIn, if it's more of a professional reason. But happy um, to get any questions, feedback on the app, or anything you think we as a team at Riley could do for you. We've, we're always open to all kinds of ideas and suggestions. Oh my god, I'm gonna be hooking up with you, girl. You know how Gary V is about TikTok, lady. I mean, you just, you need to be using that app, guys, especially if you're out there um, if you're new, there is a claiming disability TikTok. It is under my name, Erin Noon. And Elizabeth, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Friday to be with us today and help us to feel empowered and seen and heard in our community. I just, I thank you for having me. And thanks for all the work you're doing. It's really important to have. Uh, you know, people like you going out advocating and 
um, changing also the stigma of how life is like with a disability and claiming disability. It's such a, you know, it, it's such an uncomfortable thing for many of us to do. And the fact that you've made it your life mission to do that, it's really honorable. And I, I just wish you all the best with your work. And um, I'm really thankful to have been here and to speak with you. And if you ever need anything, please reach out. I'm going to be hitting you up because again, we have some partnerships with Bumble. We have partnerships with that handy guys hopefully you've been seeing that ad circulating on our page about sexual empowerment and disability that's also very important in our community and elizabeth thank you so much i just really appreciate your time guys i will see you soon okay thank you elizabeth so much for being with us and just remember guys you belong here okay See you guys later. Bye, Elizabeth. Bye. Hey, Elizabeth from the Riley app just like pumps me up so hard because she is just like, you know, you have to grind. You know, nobody is going to make your dreams happen. And honestly, that's really true, guys. Like, all the stuff I do for my business, I do myself. Like, nobody is going to make your dreams come true like you. Because nobody sees your dreams like you see your dreams. So, you know, if you have a dream, if you want to write a book, if you want to start an Instagram, if you want to be a disability influencer, an advocate... You just have to get started. That's honestly the first thing. Like Elizabeth has totally inspired me to write a business-oriented book. Hopefully I'll have that out later this year. Please, please, please check out the new merch store if you want to. Um, There's lots of new designs in there. And of course, I love y'all.